introduction, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 92 of the Talking With A Dad podcast. This evening, it's going to be a fight show. If you don't like fight talk, then you know what? You might as well mute it now uh, and then let it continue to play in the background. We would appreciate your continued support. Um, <laughs> join the Discord, follow us on Twitter, you know, because you're not going to hear this at the end of the show. You know, a favorite, po- favorite podcasting platforms and uh, have a good night. All right, now to the regular show. Steve, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, historic fights coming up this weekend. Pretty pumped up. Even the undercard looks good. I'm I'm ready to play, Coach. Put me in, Coach. I am I am ready to play. I'm not not really in shape to play though. Is the unfortunate thing. So if you could just give me about three to four weeks, maybe <laughs> three to four. <laughs> I'm gonna need uh, one to two years. Um, <laughs> and uh, someone signed me up for an actual camp. <laughs> uh i only have one bit of tech news but it's not real tech news but it's still hilarious and it's memeable apparently in an attempt to debunk the bots buying up all the gpus nvidia clearly released a paper uh an anti-bot release for their cards right now like, hey it says in there do not buy this right and this is how they were testing for bots like this is not a real card but there were some people who didn't believe it, and they were like, no, this is probably just a ploy by the company to keep us from buying cards. And they paid the money. You know what they got in their email for their verification, for their purchase? A ban? A, <laughs> a warning from NVIDIA and a picture of a GPU. I thought that was amazing, and it was a great way to start my morning off because that's just the way uh, I roll. That's... <laughs> I wonder how much money they made from it. <laughs> They're like, oh, also non-refundable. <laughs> By the way, you're, 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 you're not getting that money back. <laughs> we, we need this. So we're here, man. We're finally here. We're finally back in another three championship fight card, man. Yeah, this is a card that um, this card makes an argument for card of the year already. Yes, you know, yes. on paper, on paper, it makes a it makes a incredible, incredible argument. Um, and it, it's it's hard to it's hard to look at it and disagree. Let, let's put it that right. way. Right. Hell, even the early prelims. Yeah, there's some like ranked people on the early pre prelims. This uh, Tim Elliott's ranked. Uh, yep. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce this lady's name. Um, I'm just not. I'm not feeling up to it. <laughs> I never back down from a challenge. I start having a seizure trying to say, like, <laughs> "Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah." So, uh, yeah, this is gonna be. This is the card that we've been waiting for for a while. Yes. Um, the one that we had to sit through the the Connor card for. We had to oh. sit through. Uh, that's about it. That's the only one we really had to sit through. Everything else was fantastic, other than that one. You know, I, I gotta admit, the Connor card. Uh, I had a good time that night. Yeah, man. it was. Good. I, it was good. <laughs> I'm just talking shit. Even even the card was it last week? They, everything's been rolling out pretty well, man. Yeah. The UFC is in a they're in a good place right now. They're well, other sports. They're not good enough to keep JDS or Overeem on, on the books, but that's how you stay in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> you cut the weight. Two of your nine heavyweight fighters, you cut them. <laughs> Gotta go. We'll get. We'll fill you. We'll, we'll literally stack hamburgers where you two were standing. Get them a couple of fights and see how it goes. Uh, we didn't get a chance to go over the Derek Lewis fight though. Before we get into all this madness, Derek Lewis getting out there uh, using some strategy. 
playing a little possum. <laughs> poor, poor Curtis Blades. <laughs> Man, Curtis Blades was out for a while. That was a uh, that was an interesting one. I feel bad for Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades will be one of the guys that history remembers as the uh, as one of the guys who never really got there. You yes. know, um, yes. on what he'll be he'll be the tier below Augustuson. You know, the Gustafson got there, just could never finish. Um, Unfortunately, I don't know if Curtis Blades will ever make a heavyweight title uh, fight. I just think he gets he gets one fight away from from a title shot. Deservingly so. I I do think he's in the he's in the in the contention. I think he's in the argument. Right. Uh, But he has to get that last fight and he's down to fight, which is really nice because a lot of those guys, a lot of the guys in the top five in a lot of divisions other than 135 um, don't fight. They wait for their opportunity and pick and choose their fight in in particular times, particular moments where Curtis Blades is like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. And then is that one fight away and gets and just gets rocked every time, man. You know, it's crazy. He's lost. Both guys have turned him away when he's been inches away. Were oddly matched against each other and had the worst fight ever in history. Yeah, but not <laughs> even just in heavyweight history ever, ever. <laughs> like as long as there have been fat men trying to beat each other up for money, this was the worst one. Curtis Blade is the Corey Anderson of the heavyweight no, division. No, 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 no! Don't disrespect Curtis Blades like that. Corey Anderson was never was never even in a, in a conversation the way that Curtis Blades is. Corey Anderson was barely inside the top ten. Corey Anderson was a treasured, a diamond in the rough, and uh He could have been nine. if he would have stayed with the UFC. I think I think five three, four years from now he might be he might be something like that. I just don't think Corey Anderson's gonna do really well in Bellator. Um Corey uh, Anderson is proof that the UFC's light heavyweight division may be slim. It may it very it is extremely slim. I wouldn't say it's as slim as the uh heavyweight, heavyweight division. But there are murderers. And historically, there have always been murderers in the light heavyweight division in the UFC. Two hundred five is the two hundred five to me dangerous. is the most scary division because they they hit at like ninety five percent of the power of a heavyweight, and you yeah. see that with Jan Blahovich, who we'll talk about later, that move like a middleweight, and that is the is potentially the scariest combo that that well, that could exist, right? The problem is you have a lot of middleweights coming up to light heavyweight, pretending to be light heavyweights, and you have a lot of heavyweights at light heavyweight who should stay at, at heavyweight. There are guys cutting yeah. sick weight to get down to light heavyweight. I'm talking about guys walking around like 270, 260 in their off camp, <laughs> off camp time. Corey Anderson is one of those guys, uh, great pedigree, man. He uh, wrestled with Matt Hughes comes from a great wrestling background traditional wrestling background and uh he has some very aggressive takedowns but the problem was he started <laughs> believing he was a knockout artist which is okay after you one grow. knockout you grow you start learning how to use your hands and then uh you know but you can't go in there with an actual knockout artist and assume that you're going to do that and that's the same right. thing that curtis blade uh did here's my problem with curtis though man he's got all the gifts i think he can be a champion uh champion in the ufc but for the love of god man you know this guy was timing that uppercut. Why would you shoot? And I'm not saying I could do it, but why would you shoot that double leg from that far out? You might as well have pointed your chin at his fist. Like, Derek Lewis has never looked that happy in his entire life. But kudos to Derek Lewis for cleaning up his striking and stayed upright the entire fight. Did you notice that? Stayed? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess he didn't. Did he get taken down once? 
No, I think he got he got up against the cage. I have to go back and look at it. I'm not if he I got taken he got down, he, down, but he got up right he got, away. He got popped right back up. Yeah. And in the second round, he stayed up, stayed vertical the entire time. We'll see what happens with Curtis Blade, man. Uh, I still think that he's a good round robin type of fighter, but that was yeah. Uh, I think Curtis Blades is going to be Curtis Blades once Stipe retires. Once Francis is is off doing something else, because I think Francis will will eventually move to boxing or something. I think Francis will move past uh, the UFC because I think he's just he's too one dimensional uh, to be a top contender for forever. Um, I think Curtis Blades will be back in the argument, but for right now, Curtis Blades is a uh, is a top five in the UFC, and and pretty much I think will habitually be that until there's a there's a change in the guard uh, of who's at the top. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this whole thing pans out for him. Um, you know, heavyweight division is about to get really, really weird and really funky. <laughs> you know, we, we got a big fight coming up. Depending on who wins that fight will determine how funky it's going to get. They're going to have... But it's all quality problems for the UFC, right? Stipe wins, quality problem. Francis wins. That, that is... Quality, if, quality problem. <laughs> right. If Francis wins, it's their, it's their next big star, right? Yeah. They, they have their next big star in their hands, but that's an if. That is a that is a massive, massive if. You know what, though, man? I, I, got, I got to say this, man. In regards to Francis, kudos to him for making it back, right? Because at, not only was it the loss of Stipe, man, then it was that, that can of a fight against Derek Lewis, and people were completely typecasted him as someone that was just one-dimensional. But you know what? He did something that a lot of people in their life will never be able to do. He looked at his failings and his faults, and he went back and did the work. Now, I haven't gotten a chance to really see him pressed up again, on the ground again, and we'll see that against Stipe. All I know is Stipe has to keep his head on the swivel. He doesn't have to fight a perfect fight. He just has to fight a smart fight, right? Dealing it. out damage. Where yeah, and he's an intelligent fighter. But you know, you still gotta, no, gotta be careful. So here's the guys. here's the issue, right? Here's what we've seen from Stipe. Stipe is very good at following the game plan. We haven't gotten to the Israel stuff yet. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, yeah. Stipe is very good at following a game plan. Stipe is very very good at adapting to a game plan mid fight. Right. So that if if that's the case and he goes in and goes, well, we're, we're strapping the singlet on tonight, boys, and uh, going to wrestling, it, it's going to go the exact same way that the the, the first fight had. And ultimately, no that's, that's what I see. But we'll break down that fight when we get a little bit closer because that, that is not on this week's card. No, ultimately, I don't disagree. The only thing that Stipe has to be concerned with is keeping his head off the line. Learn from Curtis's mistake, right? He Curtis went walked into this fight. His entire camp walked into this fight, going, "There is no way you lose this fight to this guy." <laughs> no, <Right? laughs> I, I don't think Stipe has that mindset. And Stipe, no, no, and Stipe is is maybe the only person on the planet at this moment that has taken one of Francis's shots and walked through it. Yes, I, there was one other guy, but we haven't seen him after he got he got hit by the first one and he made it. I can't. I'm, I'm being serious. He took the first one. It was the second one that killed him. The first one he got over him. No, the first one killed over. So I literally thought he killed that man. That's enough of these has beens, man. Curtis Blade, send my check, man. You hear me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The agreed money. Uh, I get half. I get half. Who, 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 so, do do you even want to talk about the early prelims? Because I know Tim Elliott's on here, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know, care. I, I don't care about the early. Prelims. Jordan Espinosa. Let's jump right into the preliminary card, the man. Prelims. Yeah, this is where it, this is where it gets good. The prelims here 
Uh, these four fights that are in the prelims, obviously something got canceled off of here because it's usually five. Um, yes. This could be a fight night. Yes. In, in my opinion, this could be this could be a fight night. When you have Dominic Cruz, who is one of the most, uh, man, most highly regarded fighters in the UFC. Um, yes. Look at his record, bro. Headlining. 22 and three. He's very good. Very, very good. <laughs> honestly, I honestly wanted uh, Cruz to fight TJ Dillashaw when Dillashaw came out. Um, but it looks like they're targeting Sandhagen for her, for Dillashaw, yeah. which is a good fight, too. Um, yeah. But when you have Dominic Cruz headlining your prelim and not getting on the main card, on this historic card, then you know that this is going to be very, very good. Yeah, it's, it's stacked. It's stacked. So as long as I've been a, a fan of UFC, man, I've I've been blessed to be a part of like maybe eight genuinely stacked cards. They throw that word around, right? Where they're just like, it's stacked to the brim. But in actuality, this is a good representation of a stacked card is... right here. Because you have enough going on here where the casual fan has the opportunity to get to know some up-and-comers. And then you have yeah. enough going on here where they get to see some guys, some marquee fighters who are probably transitioning. I hate to say this. I love Dominic Cruz. I'm going to say it. God rest my uh, my God, you know my buddy Alex Santana. He hated Dominic Cruz, but he had a lot of respect for him. And uh, I'm a big Dominic Cruz fan. Man. I've been a fan of his ever since the uh, the original beef between him and Uriah. I always thought he was an amazing fighter when he was in the the, uh, the WEC. And uh, but it's it's interesting, right? The injuries, the injuries for Cruz will always be the thing. Now this, we're talking about the legitimate. There was a big question mark when he was going to fight TJ Dillashaw about the movement. Everyone to know, everyone wanted to know who had the better movement. Mm -hmm. I knew that TJ wasn't going to play that game with him because no, Dominic has no the better to. movement. Yeah, and he yeah. was TJ was going to try to make it as dirty as possible. What we weren't all expecting, and I think a lot of people forgot about Dominic Cruz. This man's an amazing wrestler. He's an amazing Jets player. His scrambles, you're going to waste a lot of energy getting to, <laughs> getting to his legs, and you're going to waste a lot more energy uh keeping him down that just shows you how good henry sahudo is but i can't believe that him and joseph benavidez are on the wrong side of time it, just for me as a fan yeah, like yeah 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 you know, like we've, we've finally gotten here where this could be the fight to determine if cruz remains in the booth you know what i'm saying and we're talking about he was 22 and 3 that's unheard of and <laughs> almost mma record that's your minds will be undefeated in some instances but I'm looking forward to it. I can't believe that he's back, though. That's the crazy part, man. What, how long was the layoff this time? 14 months? Two years? When did he fight Henry Sue? That was like a year ago, right? Um, Yeah, May 9th. So just, just under 11 months. He's one of the only people in history to beat DJ, too, huh? Yep. Beat DJ, beat TJ, beat Uriah. Uh... Lost to your, uh, not your boy. I won't insult you that way. What is that tattooed fellow's name? For, used to be with Alpha, Alpha Male. Garbrandt. Uh, Garbrandt. That was actually a really good fight. Yeah, I like Cody. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna, uh, are you big on Song Yadong? Have, have you bought um, him? <laughs> he is. He's an up and comer for sure. Um, yeah. I like him. Yeah, I actually like a lot of those guys. The the three like the three really the big guys coming out of Korea, right? Uh, Korean right. Superboy. Um, Song Yudong, and who's the other one? He, uh, Korean Zombie. Um, yes, those three. Uh, Korean Superboy back this year, by the way. I guess he worked it, it out with the uh, with the Korean military that he'll be able to travel and uh, fight this year. So, oh, nice. 
They didn't make him do his mandatory. Okay, that's cool. Or it, it can be part of it or something. I I read it and it, it went. It, I went. You know, it, it went out. Um, but yeah. So this the the first fight on this uh, Rogero uh, Bonturin. Why did I pronounce? Why did I try? I, I skipped the name earlier. You got, I, I think, I, you got it. I think you know uh, whatever. One, but... And uh, Kai Kara France. This is actually a very very good fight. Uh, what the website I'm on has them both ranked eight. So, okay. so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see who comes out as the victor of number eight. Um, Kai Kara France is actually coming in as the as the favorite here. Um, is probably my favorite for this fight. Very very strong. Um, in flyweight, man, a lot of these flyweight guys are are super sick. Uh, I think comes out of the same camp as uh as Izzy. Um, yes, he does. Yeah, I I, I like the guys out of the camp at the moment. I mean, they got all the momentum going behind them. Yeah. You got two champions in the same camp. That's good for morale. And there's a lot of talent there. Uh, the only thing about this fight, though, is uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce uh, Rogerio's last name, but uh, this guy actually has pretty sick scrambles, and he also has <laughs> he has a dangerous, sneaky sweep takedown, right? And uh, it's going to be interesting. You said they're both fighting for, for – <laughs> For, they're both the ranked. They're both ranked at number eight right now. I, I, I'm on the UFC's website. I would hope that they have their standings up to date. Uh, both ranked at number eight. Someone's getting fired there. But even that, that this fight, this fight right here is honestly a fight night headline. Right, right that's there. what I'm saying. Yeah, any of these, yeah. honestly, any of the prelim here could be a fight night, fight night headliner. This definitely could. Uh, so about Joseph Benavides, right? This is just me saying. In all honesty, this man has nothing left to prove or can prove at this point. I think there's something really dangerous going on with Joseph's chin. It hasn't been the same in my estimation since DJ knocked him out, which sure. was really weird because that was like, a, did you see that fight or at least a recap of that fight? I think I it was have, a, yeah. It's a flash knockout. He came in, and I'm not saying that DJ can't knock me out. I'm sure if he caught me on the chin, he definitely stunned me. But yeah, uh, He'd have to reach I, it first. He'd have to get a step stool involved and... Yo, I, I assume that he could fly up there. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> like, no, that's a good, he's catching with a flying knee. <laughs> just, like, just like, ah, get him off me. But yeah. he has not been the same since that knockout, man. And uh, he's taken too many beatings and too much wear and tear. Two and also, really, really bad beatings in a row, too. Yes. Here's the thing about Joseph Benavides, right? He is stuck in a rut in regards to his striking. He's one of these guys, and I, want, I, mean, I mean as much respect as possible. He still closes his eyes when he strikes. I challenge you, go back and watch any Benavides fight. He does two things that drive me nuts. He closes his eyes right before he throws a punch, and he leans his head out right before he throws a hook. And I don't understand why he does those two things, but it's so dangerous. And I think at this point that MMA has kind of passed him by. When you hear people say they're a new school or new breed fighter, uh, Joseph Benavides really reminds me of what you would call, call an old school fighter. Like he's still, He still slangs and bangs like that. Like, there's nothing that's changed about him. He's definitely just a wrestler that learned to throw a hook. Yeah. And I think it's I, I think it's time. And, again, I don't want to disparage the guy, man. I don't know anything about his opponent. I don't know anything at all, to be honest with you. But he's ranked he three. I know that he's ranked three, and Benavides is coming in as the underdog. Holy shit. This is stuff you would never – this is – I feel old. This is <laughs> – it was a time when this man was the perennial contender for his division. Right, now, but that's the issue, right? He was a perennial yeah. contender. 
uh, had a few opportunities <laughs> recently to to get the belt, and then just was clearly outclassed. Yeah, yeah, he does close he his eyes. Where's his damage? Really badly, right. dude. Yes, yeah, lots of years <sighs> of lots of years of fighting, lots of scar tissue. Uh, I'm still gonna go Joseph on this one just for nostalgia reasons, though. Okay, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna regret saying that instantly. Yeah. Whatever I can't. Yeah, I was going with Askar Askarov. Uh, first of all, who named this guy? Your last name is Askarov, spelled A S K A R O V. First name Askar, A S K A R. It's like, dude. It's like, dude. We don't have any more names. Uh, take the take the last two letters off our last name. Fuck it, throw it in there. To the family of the Askarovs, uh, Zach's opinions are his own. Please, I enjoy my <laughs> kidneys right where they are. Don't show Take up mine. to I, my... I don't care. They don't work. <laughs> Take the liver, too. It's useless. Take them all. Take them all. Now, uh, Kyler Phillips and Song Yudong, man. So this is the one that a lot of people are talking about, and I actually don't know why because I must have missed something on Kyler Phillips. So I'm going to go after this. I'm going to watch whatever I can find on this yeah, guy. Yeah, me too. Because people are just like, if I'm just every forum, MMA junkie, beat down, everyone's talking about this guy. And I'm like, well, can someone post a clip or something where I could just, I don't have to do any research, but apparently he's someone to be feared. Now, Song Yudong, I know is sick. Yeah. Very sick boxing. Yeah. Very good movement. And the guy isn't. It's the crazy. same thing. I don't know if they all train in the same camp. Uh, but but the, the, again, the three Koreans, I don't, you know, I don't have any, a better nickname for him. Um, they they all have a very similar style. Uh, Korean yeah. Zombie is the most um, stand and bang out of the three of them. Uh, Korean Superboy, very exciting to watch. They're, they're all incredibly exciting. Don't know if they turn into the same camp. I imagine that they probably do. If they're really yeah. the only th- the three major talents that have come out of that region, I imagine they probably train together in some facet. Um, probably. But all very, very, very exciting. Not surprising that their striking is amazing. A little, right. I mean, I guess people should know this about Korea if you don't know this about. They have a very rich kickboxing and boxing tradition out there, especially with Taekwondo being the native, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the native martial arts. But boxing, huge out there. So they have some really mm-hmm. legit striking coaches, and you can see that in all three of these guys. Now, of course, like you said, Korean Zombie definitely will put his hands down. He's like, well, I'm just going to see if my strategy of taking eight of your punches works, but <laughs> he's, he's got fun. Sl- he's fun. His, when Korean Zombie will sit there and strike, he is, he's slick. He's very good. His striking yeah. is very, very nice. But he also gets caught up in the in the in what I call the Cody Garbrandt is when you get hit that first time, you're like, all right. Oh, <laughs> well, my plan went out the window. <laughs> Here we go. Same thing with Superboy. That fight with him and Cub Swanson, yeah. that was a, that was absolutely amazing. It was a brawl. I think Song Yudong has a better head on his shoulder, and he has a, a little bit more traditionally clean striking. Mm-hmm. But I definitely would not want to see this kid like two days before a fight, last sparring sessions, or when they're winding down because he's he's a when people say someone's a killer, what they really mean to say is he's accurate. Right, like no one wants to get caught with one of those right. straight into the chin. And I, I actually, I'm sorry, Kyler Phillips. We're not, we're not. You know, I can pronounce your name. That's a rarity. I'm not trying the to matrix. You. The, the matrix. I'm not trying to disrespect <laughs> you, man. But uh, I feel as if though you're just here to make Song Yudong look good, bro. And uh, I'm, I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think you I've got ever beautiful hair, too, man. Yeah, incredible hair. I don't think I've ever seen four fights betting odds so close together yeah they're all very very close song Yudong is the is is a 141 favorite you know kyler phillips is a 115 underdog you know joseph benavides is a 110 underdog 
Rogerio Botterini is Botterin is a one fifteen underdog. Dominic Cruz is a one ten underdog. These are very incredibly close coin toss fights, uh, and yeah. that's what you really really like to see because those, those those are the ones that really produce. No, it's. But this is this is why I'm glad I don't gamble, man. Because basically, what that tells me about the odds is that there's a little bit of lack of education going on. MMA betting still needs to catch up with boxing betting. Everyone needs to be watching that one guy's uh, show. What's that weirdo that comes on the Contender in uh, the UFC now? The Greek dude. I have no idea. You know, he's the betting odds favorite. I tried to listen to his uh, his podcast or whatever it was on YouTube, and I was like, I have no idea what this man is saying. How does he get any of this information? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you gotta be a you gotta be an OG Vegas guy to really understand the betting odds. I think, you know, like I, dude, I can understand a lot of shit when it comes to gambling, but betting odds yeah. are always really strange to me. It's like, uh, yeah, it doesn't really no, make I mean, much sense. Everyone conceptually gets it right until they start getting into like the inside. Right. Table talk. They're like, yeah, I got an inside line on Zach. Heard that his toe is broken, and then he got a fancy Greek salad. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, hear that he might that someone might feed him egg salad the night before and he's gonna shit his pants in the ring or in the what? octagon. It's like how what? Does, it's like, why so, Take my money, on a betting note thing? Do you, so during the Super Bowl, did you see the streaker? Did you hear that yeah. that guy went and placed a bet that there, there was the only person placed an X amount of dollar bet that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl in Vegas, then flew to Florida and was the streaker, got out of jail and went and claimed like three hundred and seventy five thousand dollar bet. Dude, he actually did fairly well as far as streakers go. If there was someone gauging the amount of time that he was able to duck and uh, move around. But that one cop that tackled him when he, when he had already given up, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the cop was trying to prove something. He's like, you know, you got to go back and watch my NFL combine shit. And I got snuffed out of the NFL. Now, <gasps> now I'm a fucking cop. <laughs> uh, poor, poor Mahoney. So it looks like uh, Kylo Phillips was on the contender series and now i do recognize him okay. again people have a lot of great stuff to say about him mma junkie all their uh all their guys over there and women sorry it is women appreciation month so men and women who work at mma Got junkie it. we appreciate you equally they all have good stuff to say about him coming off the contender series i have not been keeping up with the rookies as much lately uh yeah. i just i i, I, I can't <laughs> but we will i will do better next time Dominic Cruz He'll try to do better. Don't expect anything. Um, I will. I will try to do better. Listen, I don't have the time in the day to be a real MMA fan anymore. I am the ultimate casual at this point. Anytime someone tells me there's a UFC match on, I'm like, you mean the boxing in the cage? Is that Conor McGregor guy fighting this week? <laughs> oh man, to be a casual, huh? <laughs> Lastly, on the preliminary card, man. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Dominic Cruz. We're a fan of you, Dominic Cruz. It's you, Wonderboy Thompson, and a few other people. We really enjoy your work. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I think Casey well, Kenny. Only those guys. <laughs> only those guys. Wonderboy still have his, hasn't sent us our free merch yet, but I, I think we've done a good job of promoting him. Right? I agree. I, at some point, he's got something free has got to be coming our way. Dominic, if you're listening, we, I, we'll just take a couple of hats. That's all we need. I wear a Dominic Cruz even, hat. I mean, I, I don't know what it would say on it, but I would wear I'd it, I say, guess. Probably just say Dominic Cruz. He doesn't strike me as the type of guy that puts a lot of time into his brand. Just Dominic <laughs> Cruz. Got Cruz. it. Got it, dude. Casey, now, Casey Kinney is no one to be trifled with, man. Uh, right. This dude, he, he is dangerous, man. I know that sometimes it doesn't reflect in the records when you look at it. If you're coming in the MMA from boxing or kickboxing, you see 16, 2-1, and, and you're like, well, this is someone that I'm not paying any attention to, but... 
Casey Kinney is a dangerous, dangerous man with dangerous, dangerous scrambles and transitions and some uh some some legit power. Does Dominic Cruz still have the ability to move around the octagon? I hope so, man. I really do. I think the Henry Cejudo fight, I, I'm I'm in the minority. I don't think it got stopped early. I think he was in real danger and it was he was gonna get hurt even more, which is unfortunate because you you hate to see it, but this would be a good way to see if Dominic is ready to make the transition. And I actually think he has nothing to be ashamed of, man. In regards to careers in MMA, Dominic Cruz, if they made a movie, I'm watching it. His so, triumphant re- and, go for it. And when, when you're one of the most influential people about how the majority of the high-level strikers in the UFC strike now, you, you yeah. go back and you trace that back to Dominic Cruz and, and the guy who brought footwork to MMA. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, I mean, you take it even further than that. We're talking about a guy that had an analyst mind prior to being at the booth, right? He's He is the type of guy He's where... He's an analytical fighter. When he got injured, anyone that was training with him at the Alliance, they've all said the same thing. It's great to have a head coach. It's great to have Dominic Cruz in your corner. Sure. Because you have someone that who can really, really help you break it down. But, you know, time catches up with the best of them. Uh, Rocky Balboa famously said in Creed... The only thing that beat Creed was time, and I think we're starting to see a lot more of that with Dom. What the, so fuck, it's what the be... fuck is Creed? You never seen Creed? No. When did Creed? Is this like is this number six in the Rocky Balboa lineage? Carried a three. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the fraction. The, the most common denominator, and you round it down. Yes, I believe it would be technically number seven. Number seven? <laughs> what was number because six? Wait, wait, no. So number four was the Russian. Number five was Tommy, the, the boxer, when Rocky loses all his money. Number six was Balboa, the movie itself, when he actually when he comes out of retirement to beat... Uh, no, he, he, he loses. He, oh, okay. Rocky, Rocky then, two, Rocky three. We're clearly having some technical difficulties here. Yeah. Four, Rocky five, Rocky Balboa. Right. And then Creed and Creed too. I didn't even know these two, these Creed and Creed two existed. He's, yes, he's you're a correct. Literal scientist. Yeah. Yes, you're correct. Rocky two and three are amazing. Yeah. Your assessment is correct. But we'll see what happens with, with, with Cruz. What are you thinking, man? What What is your official prediction for this fight? Um, I'm taking Casey Kenny. Um, yeah. Probably by decision. Uh, if not, it's going to be a late third round stoppage of some sort. Um, I do think I, I think it goes the distance though. Um, I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna go cruise, but I'm going decision. Uh, if he makes it out of the first round and he doesn't get subbed or taken down and controlled, he should be good for the rest of the fight. I feel like if Leg it goes kick, to the ground, I feel like it, that might be better for Cruz. Uh, it'd be it'd be better for ground and pound. I haven't seen Cruz submit someone in years, man. I'm trying to think when's the last time he had a submission win. I mean, he didn't fight from 2016 until 2020. So, yeah, it's increased too much in years. Let's see. He beat uh, <laughs> Cody. And before Cody, it was like a year before that, he beat the brakes off of that poor, another Korean fighter. He beat him half to death after a 14-month playoff. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Cruz on nostalgia alone. I want to see the old guy go out on the shield you know, if he's going to lose. Okay. And then your buddy's back. Tiago, leg kick Santo. Tiago blown. Is this his first fight after the the knee? He lost after he lost to John. 
No, this is uh, his first back after he got oh, beat. Oh, he I, <laughs> I I had expected. No, no. He beat Glover Teixeira into a submission. <laughs> <laughs> Stop strangling me. Um, I did. I, yeah, I mean, versus Alexander uh, Rockick. Um, yeah. I think I take Thiago Santos in this. Um, uh, truly. Uh, what is it, strength, brute strength, and striking? Is what exactly. You, you know, this, yeah. this is a classic Brazil versus Serbia fight. Um, Br- <laughs> yeah, Brazil, those are so classic. <laughs> Brazil tends to tends to uh, tends to win these. Um, yeah. That was really good, man. You really do have a future at the, the Casters. So you just made a racial beef out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> are you, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go Santos on this one because I think that after getting and there's no nicer way to say this man after what happened to him with Glover to share he's probably going to come up with something to prove he but here's the problem wait wait he would have beat almost anyone else on the top five other than Glover yeah. in that fight yeah, his striking no, was really good his, well I mean it's Glover right I mean I mean I think you would look good striking against Glover to be fair um, no Glover is an amazing striker here's the problem though dude, right? he hit Glover once and Glover did this and then huddled <laughs> over and then Got him on top of him, and it was like, "Ah, oh, I got you right where I want you." And then took, <laughs> took a few more to the face, right? And then we're but like, "I'm gonna strangle you, come here." That's the problem. <laughs> that people don't understand that Glover's in that phase of his life where everything's the rope and dope. He's like, he's like, I could take at least twelve of these before I, I, even I am convinced that he could. I am. In, I, there were three times where I was like, "Holy shit, they should stop this fight." Wait a second. Wait, is that is that Glover off the top rope with a chair? <laughs> Dude, Silva had the same. Santos had the same look on his face that a uh, freaking Lionheart did. Uh, Anthony had when Anthony was beating Glover. To, he was beating Glover to share to death, and they both had the same look. They're like, I got this. This is in the bag. Wait, wait. How did I end up on my back? What's happening right now? How is this old man still alive? You can't. The trick to beating Glover is don't fight him. He, he will probably yeah, just pass dude. out on his own. Amazingly <laughs> enough, Glover to share is probably the, is, is the best grappler at two hundred five. I would imagine. Um, uh, if you want something really, really funny to watch, watch Thiago Santos fight Glover Teixeira. It is, it, it is a, it is a beatdown, and then the ultimate call an ambulance, but not for me. And I think I texted you that meme, literally when the submission happened. You don't mess with old men who cook steak four nights a week. I'm a wood cooker, dude. Glover Teixeira is not coming to get knocked out, dude. He's coming to win this fight. He is not coming to get knocked out. Now, Glover Teixeira weighed in uh, for, as a backup for the for the main event. For I'm sure fight. he did. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I would now, let's think be that, fair. that means he has a title shot coming up fairly soon, depending on how this goes. Absolutely. No, he should be next in line, 100%. His last fight in UFC should be a title fight. Yeah. In regards to Thiago, though, I'm not sure. Again, no shade. I am going with what Anthony Rumble Johnson said. This will truly determine if Tiago needs to go back down to middleweight or if he even deserved to be in the conversation. He will always have on his record that he pushed John Jones to basically what sh- what could have been a victory. What, mm-hmm. in some people's eyes, should have been a victory, right? He'll always have that on his record. The problem is, though... It's not a victory. It's still a loss on the record. you know. Yeah. But it, it is a loss to probably the best fighter to, to have ever lived. Um, yeah. At least within the UFC uh, context, um, he's put on a few amazing fights, but 
he really is kind of small at, yeah. at 205. There's a few he's guys a, a little small at 205, monster. but he's a monster. Yeah, he, I like his striking. I like his yeah. heart. To fight on two yeah. on two torn ACLs, um, yeah. to throw kicks what? with those legs and to come back within the next 18 months and fight again is is there's there's very few people on the planet uh one of them including tony ferguson uh who are crazy uh-huh. enough and and mentally Greatest unstable enough to, to uh to, to make that happen uh thiago santos is one of those people he also has a hammer tattooed on his chest you beat me to it i was like you gotta trust <laughs> me with a hammer. like if i'm a banker and i see that it's like it's i want to get the law yeah, you're not approved I, uh how about now? <laughs> You're good. Absolutely, sir. And uh... he's also a really good coach, man. His girlfriend, who just fought uh, on that same Lewis card, he has coached her into victories. And she fights a lot like him. She was the the blonde Eastern European lady that beat the other chick up from her back, essentially, for most of the fight. It was pretty, pretty impressive. Tiago Santos is probably going to get knocked out here. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I actually, th- I I do like Tiago Santos in uh in this fight. Uh, have you seen uh? Oh, they're getting married. Yeah, man, love is Yana in the air. Kuniskaya. You know what? I can pronounce yeah, did that. Did you watch name. her fight? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm you... sure I did, but I, do I remember it? Not, not offhand. It was a, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It was one of those times where the judges got it right. She basically got taken down, and then the other uh, young lady tried to hold mount. But the problem was she kept getting hit. Oh, from the bottom, I do I was, remember this. Was this two yeah. cards ago or something? Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, dude. I'm like, if you're getting punched that much <laughs> while you're in mount, that it should, it shouldn't count. But back to Tiago, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, we'll, we'll see. I'm actually just gonna flip a coin tomorrow to see what happens with this fight but this will determine if he stays here or not actually man i think tiago would thrive in bellator and that's not a that's not a shade snap i actually think he could be a champion over in that organization dude 100 i can see him we fighting might see it we, if he loses here there's a there's a chance his name is on that 100 person list that's getting cut yeah, to be fair that's that's three losses in a row uh the ufc yeah. doesn't doesn't like to do that he is ranked number two um but we'll see. I I like Thiago Santos in this fight. I think I am going to take I'm going to take Santos here, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll There's see. a chance he loses. He goes back down to 185, and we see where he goes from there. But um, now you put him at 185, right? And you give him some time to really work on that cardio because that was one of his problems at 185. Um, I think he could be dangerous down there. I think it's all about the nutrition, man. It's all about the nutrition and the uh, and the actual conditioning. Some of these guys take advantage of the uh, not the Steve diet. Obviously, don't no, do anything no, I do. No, don't look at my but, diet either. <laughs> go to the UFC training center that they got there in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's it's worked for people. Apparently, it's starting to get a little hostile in there. All the little birdies are chirping. Everyone's going there now to train, and uh, not a good look to have a bunch of fighters who are competing against each other waiting in line to work with the nutritionist and uh, the physical therapist. People are. Uh, I can see how that be that could be problematic, but I, I don't care. Uh, actually, record movie. that and put that shit on the internet. <laughs> I would what them arguing over smoothies? Yeah, that would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> would be... <laughs> and call it like uh, <laughs> the most dangerous line in the world, or something. What if it just turned out there was no toughness involved? It was just really just you like fucking cut, bro. <laughs> what the hell, man? What the hell? Trying to get my fucking smoothie, dude. They're gonna be out of the good bananas. Look, the brown ones over there. 
That's the one they're gonna give <laughs> me, and I know it. Uh, I'm you, you know I'm not gonna Drew Dauber. I can pronounce your name, so I'm not picking, actually. You I, can't. I, I, it's Dober. Dober, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you cut me out. <laughs> yeah, versus Isla, Islam Makachev. Um, actually, it, I picked Dober, and I'll tell you why, man. True. I did. I. I believe in him, man. I believe in the strength. I believe in the wrestling. I believe. I think he can get it done, man. I think he can get it done. I am not picking any more guys. You gave me. Drew. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you gave me the Drew Dober the same way you gave me Outriders, where the fuck that game is called. I just like it, dude. <laughs> I, I will break it down for you as to why this is this is the correct choice. It, <laughs> it just is, man. Dude, it's Drew. Have you seen his highlight reel? No. This guy. Uh, Isla Makachev is a walking highlight reel. Um, he is. He absolutely is. <laughs> and he's probably the top prospect in the UFC at the moment, especially with Kamzat going off and, and throwing up blood and sinks and retiring and shit. Um, Entirely your fault, by the way. It is my fault. I agree. Uh, I, I ruined that guy's uh, reputation. You antagonized him to the point where you felt like he had to show up every day. Every low... Dirty, underhanded comment. Where's this going? <laughs> um, I wish we had a, someone to edit all the stuff you've ever said about this guy. So we I would be that guy. Do not give me more work. Um, but no, no, this is a this. This, this is, is the. This might be the. Oh, okay. Other than the obvious one, this is yes. the this is the betting odds that are the farthest apart. Makachev is open as a 335 favorite versus a oh, yeah. Dober's 250 uh, underdog, where I think this one actually might be the, one of the closer fights uh, that are going to happen uh, this evening. Um, I like I like Makachev in it, um, but either either wins and it doesn't matter. I think either win and we have a very good, very highly touted prospect coming up and. Uh, it's good to have those, especially at fifty-five, yeah. which is which is going to be a shallow division in the next two or three years. You think so? Yeah, I mean, who the who cares about Tony Ferguson? Conor McGregor's ranked in their top ten. He he's not a top ten guy. Um, Khabib is still a champion, and they're telling me that they're going to wait maybe another eighteen months to strip him for the title, and he, he's retired. Um, that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Right, uh, Khabib. Khabib. There is no one in the top ten who even gives Khabib an issue. Um, uh, Dan Hooker's in your top ten, and he's lost to uh, Michael Chandler, um, Dustin Poirier. Barely beat Paul Felder in his last three fights. I, I think that division in the next there is two retirements in that division away from being potentially the most shallow division in the UFC at the moment. Recruitment, man. Recruitment. There's not. It's not that there is a drought on fighters, right? I know there's a bit of a pay freeze going on in the UFC right now, allegedly, and uh, they're being very selective with who they bring in, oh which is god. very strange. We're having the best year. We've had one of the best years we've ever had. Oh my god, I hate the UFC. <laughs> I'm just saying this, man. Uh, Islam is obviously the favorite to win this fight, man, yeah, uh, yeah, and he yeah. has all the tools to do it. Striking, combat sambo, legit grappling uh mm -hmm. submissions and i'm not i'm talking about outside of the combat so this is a guy who could submit you from pretty much any position you think your arm is safe because he's standing up and he's going for that kimura he'll rip your arm off yeah i got i got like he, he will he literally will he's tried it a couple of times in a few fights but i'm going drew because of the movement 
that good old-fashioned American wrestling and some of that good old-fashioned American boxing, which usually means when I say stuff like this, Islam's probably going to catch Drew in the air, throw him <laughs> into the rafters, beat him to death with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> But like I'm, I don't know, man. It's like, like Drew has. Go look at this highlight reel, and you'll get what I'm saying. No, and you'll I, I understand. I, I totally, I totally, totally understand. Um, that Drew, is the, you, Drew. That is a toss up for me. That's that's the closest matchup I think of the of the evening. Um, yeah. Then we move on to. What is, uh, for betting odds, the single closest matchup we have ever seen in uh, Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. Bo- big fan of both. Huge right. fan of both guys. Uh, Peter Yan has 145 power at, at 25, yep. right? Um, Combos, leg kicks, yeah, knees, 35, right? takedown defense. Peter Yan is a... Peter Yan he's is a he's a monster. He is there is no <laughs> other way to describe him other than a monster. But yeah. so is so is Aljo. Yes. Right. I mean, so is Aljo unless you throw a kick and turn it into a knee and you get knocked out. You know, listen, only one person on the planet could do that. We're not gonna mention his name. Um Listen to me. So this is Peteon's gonna come out and he's going for that lead leg early. Yeah. He's throwing leg kicks early in this one. Uh, he is correct about Aljo and his assessment. Pete, that is Peter Yan. Uh, Aljo has a tendency to s- s- lean over, throw your favorite punch. Obviously, the haymaker. Uh, he's gotten used to winging punches and stuff like that. You love the haymaker. You quite literally <laughs> refer to it as if it was like the ace up the sleeve. The haymaker. Don't pretend like you didn't say that like four episodes ago. We. <laughs> I was like, it's literally the worst punch in MMA history. But that's 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 I, I don't know where I don't know where this vitriol is coming from. It's true, man. It's true. I'll just but oh okay. His leg is gonna get blown out. Now sure. the question we have to ask ourselves about Aljo is is he gonna be the guy that can take Peter Yan down and control him? It's one thing to get him down, right? It's one thing to kick his leg out from underneath him and maybe grapple with him for a second. He's got really good scrambles as well, which has been the word, you know, the phrase of the night. Is Aljo going to be able to prevent that scramble, wrap those legs down, get in the mount, deal some damage, hurt him in positions that he hasn't been hurt before, and choke him out? I picked Aljamain Sterling, but I don't think he's going to get it done because there are too many tools for PD on to end this fight. And in every place that Aljo hates to be, Peter, is exactly Peter Yan yeah. is, is is excels at. Peter Yan has yeah. has incredible power. Uh, yeah. He is very strong for for the division. Um, yeah. There's a reason he's the champion. You know, yeah. I, I I think it's I think it's Peter Yan. I would I would have loved to seen the the Yan Cejudo fight. Um, yeah, that would have been a good one. It would be incredible. Uh, I I I, we, I think we all thought Cejudo was kidding when he said he was retired, and then he's he's just been gone for what two years now, and it's yeah. like, uh, wait, so you're not coming back? Um, yeah, this 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 is the this has all of the ability to be the fight of the night. This this is a, this is yeah. a fight of the year contender, and I will put my yeah. stamp of fight of the year contender approval on this because this this will be an incredible fight. I am most excited for the 135 pound division in the UFC right now. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that statement. 
I'm just looking at this though because there there is one path to victory, right? And I think Sterling showed it against uh was it was the kid's name Sanhagen where he just he yeah. ran across the octagon mm-hmm. and just if he can manage to give Peter Yan that type of look in the transitions while he's seeking submissions, then that's the way he beats him. You know we'll what I'm see. saying? Like if, we'll see. That's that's a, that is a big what if. Uh, don't let me down, Aljo. You can do it. Do it for Long Island. I think he man. can too. I absolutely think he can. I think. I don't like Peter Young. I don't like his face. He is a very scary human being. <laughs> it looks like he just give you all types of trouble when you're riding a train and you're like, dude, my wife's pregnant. Give me that seat. And he'd be like, what did you say? I'm like, I didn't say anything, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Just don't, don't. You keep the seat. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, we don't want that fucking seat anyway. It smells. Anyway, Look at it. You're a dick. <laughs> and then we're, we go to the public massacre of Zach's next ex-wife. Poor the, Megan Anderson finally being served up to the lioness. <laughs> out of anyone that Amanda Nunes can fight at the moment, other than Jermaine Durant, GDR, I I don't know why I struggle with with uh, Jermaine Durant. Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> Jermaine Durant, uh, who has who has clearly has the most the best shot as a puncher's chance uh, to beat yeah. Nunes. Uh, Megan Anderson is a close second uh, with how much how much bigger she is, how long she is. Um, how fairly good her striking is. We saw that against what Holly. Yeah. Um, no, not against Holly. No, who did we see that against? It was against that poor chick. I know exactly what you're talking about. She clipped that poor woman, and I thought she was dead as well. Yeah. But uh, no, you're right. The physicality could be a huge issue. There's only one problem, right? Holly out wrestled Megan Anderson when they met. Sure. And if Holly can out wrestle her, that means Amanda could dominate her. Correct. And those type of, and those type of transitions. Now, that's not to say that we should underestimate the uh, toe poke heard around the world. Maybe she catches her with one of those. You know, it's a kid, good kick to the eye, worked on Kat Singano. I think another way that Megan Anderson can actually win this fight is not outreach. I think she needs to make it dirty and close against the octagon. Go for no takedowns. I'm talking about elbows, right? Get, yeah. Get it. Talk about the elbows, Steve. <laughs> Look at Megan Anderson's arms, dude. Huge. Like, if if she's, she's in the clinch long. with you and she grabs the back of your head, catches you with one of those bad boys, she's cutting you open. She's hurting yeah. you really bad. Knees, if she's pummeling underneath fucking Amanda Nunez and has got her arms up like this for the entire fight, it's going to be a good night for Megan Anderson. That's yeah. where I think she wins. I think she wins in the clinch, to be honest with you. And I've said this before, and I know, I think you agree with me. I'm not completely sold on this whole narrative of Amanda Nunez being this excellent striker because that's not the truth, dude. She has some really pick timing shot, like some really good timing, but she has a lot of holes in her striking that leave her open to danger. It's just that no one's been able to capitalize on it the same way no one could capitalize on it against a Chris Cyborg. There were obvious holes until there. they did. Right, exactly. and, and, until Amanda Nunes did right. Amanda Nunes, let's let's give let's give her credit where the credit is due. She she is the best female fighter on the planet at the moment, um, yes. and we will we'll see if she contains that or uh, retains that title uh, tomorrow night against Megan Anderson here. But she is four inches shorter. She yeah. is Megan Anderson is a true one forty five er, where Amanda Nunes yeah. is a true one thirty five. Um, yeah. She she has she has a reach disadvantage and she has a leg reach disadvantage, which could be huge. If uh, if Megan were to throw some leg kicks and, and take Amanda Nunez's uh, ability to move away, because Nunez's ability to sit and wait for you to make a mistake and capitalize yeah. on that was what made her a champion. Um, yeah. 
she did yeah. it. To, she did definitely did it to Holly, where Holly Misha threw Tate. did it to Misha Tate. She did it to uh, Ronda. AJ, well, yeah, but like everyone did it to Ronda. That, that wasn't that big of an issue. <laughs> Holly did it to Ronda. Jesus, dude. Um, and she did it to Chris Cyborg, which which was the most impressive, right? Because Chris Cyborg comes at you with the, with the loopy punches and and everything is telegraphed, and she hell. just hits yeah. really hard. And Nunez yeah. was able to sit in, stay tight, and then and clip her in that. If Megan Anderson takes away the ability to move and and move quickly out of a out of a planted stance, then I think Megan Anderson has a very clear path to victory here. Um, but so, yeah, Nunez hits like a fucking truck. Uh, yeah, and if Nunez hits her, Megan Anderson is is going to fall, and, and yeah, that is going to be. She's gonna tear her body up, which is the disadvantage of being that much taller than the person. Right. She's gonna tear. She's gonna tear her body up. She's obviously gonna look for Amanda Nunez to trip and take down almost instantly the first time they tangle up for any reason. Correct. Because that's how she handles Slevchenko, who is the superior fighter in my mind. But obviously, you got to give it to Amanda Nunez because she won both of those fights. But that's Valentina Shevchenko is the striker that people think Amanda Nunez is. Yeah. Why don't you join me in some of these MMA junkie chats? And man, a million like... times past that. V- Valentina Shevchenko, I would say, may be the most technical striker th- in yeah. the UFC. Uh, like, besides, like yeah. Uh, yeah. besides who? I, you know, besides, uh, besides the young, I forget her name, young Mexican lady who just won her last fight. I'm, uh, I'm and... no, no. I am saying in the entire UFC, men and women, that she is maybe the single most technical striker. Where her, her. Everything she does is crisp. I'm no, a, everything she does, is, everything she does is crisp. I would, I'm gonna refrain from saying yay or nay right now, but I will agree that she is one of the best to ever do it. I'm just trying to think if there's a man that's more crisp than her in the UFC. And I, and no one's popping the out. The argument right now. is I, Israel Adesanya, and I don't think he is as crisp. No, as the argument is Wonder Boy. You freaking communist! Oh, Forget Israel Adesanya. Fuck. This is a Wonder Boy channel. You get back on this American right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wonder Boy is the most technical striker anyone's ever seen, ever. Man's amazing. He makes waffles. He makes waffles? Like, Yeah. I don't know that for a fact, but he looks like (laughs) he's like, hey, Zach. (laughs) We're going to need clarification. Someone tweet at Wonder Boy. Get him in here. (laughs) I I agree with you. I agree with your assessment on a... uh, on Nunez and uh, in regards to uh, Shevchenko, but here's the thing: Megan Anderson needs, and I hate saying this, man. I'm not trying to sound like Brian Anik. I'm not trying to sound like Joe Rogan. There's a reason that they say these things. She needs to upset and disturb Amanda Nunez's rhythm. Yeah. At no point should Amanda be able to just walk her down without something. This would be a good time to practice oblique kicks. It's something I thought we were going to see more from from Holly, but. I think Holly was genuinely scared when she went into that fight. And, you know, it I makes agree. sense to be scared. I agree. It, it, makes, sense. it makes sense to be scared the, of a man. I've never I seen anyone leave a uh, a head kick up as long as Holly did when she got knocked out. Yes. Um, that, she that was stutter. frightened. Yes. She was frightened for sure. So I'll give you yeah. that. Um, I, the easy pick here is Amanda Nunes. There's a reason she's a 1250 uh, favorite. Um, I do think now... If Blahovich wasn't an underdog, I would say that your dog pick for this fight would be Megan Anderson. Because I do right. think Megan Anderson has, has a fair path to victory, but she has to be so perfect in everything that she does leading up to the third round, in my opinion, because that's right. where I think she could take over, that the path to victory is actually fairly narrow until that point. 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it's a here's the honest to God truth, right? Megan Anderson should not. I'm going to make myself like a hypocrite. Should not be in this fight right now, right? But she is the only person for the fight. She's right? the only there 145er. Is... She's literally yeah. the only 145er on the books. I do think if Amanda Nunes wins this fight, there is no more 145 division. It, 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 it will it retire. Should. That division yes. will retire with Amanda Nunes as the champion. Um, yes. And that will go down as, again, yeah. Amanda Nunes would be the best female fighter of all time. Um, yeah. No one can argue it. But I agree that Megan Anderson, this is the time to, like, you know. This is the time that obviously Amanda Nunez has grown leaps and bounds from when she first came into yeah. the UFC. And she's addressed a lot of the she's addressed all of the cardio issues, it appears. But we don't know for sure, right? Because we haven't seen her on the opposite side of opposition in quite some time. A long time, right? For sure. Like she hasn't been put in a place where she's had to really we've had to see her cardio tested. In fact, I think that we all know that Amanda Nunez is smart enough of, of, as a fighter. To not allow herself to get pushed here. That's why she didn't stand up with Jermaine. Like, so yeah, this here's that's... Captain Obvious moment. There were a few moments in there when I was watching that fight, and I'm like, Jermaine could have knocked her out right there. Yeah. Right. That like she touched her a few times, and you could see that Amanda New is like, all right, so this needs not to be that type of fear. She knows well enough not to be a uh, to get caught up in a striking affair. Now with Megan Anderson, I, I really do think that what we're going to see most likely is going to be a lot of grappling. That's what, that's what I think. The same game plan as when, as when she fought Jermaine, I don't yeah. think Megan's striking is on par with uh, Jermaine Durandamy and her, her storied record, you know, in kickboxing, is it kickboxing or Muay Thai? Uh, oh, Megan Anderson? No, Jermaine Durandamy. Uh, kickboxing. Right. She was, she was a champion kickboxer, right? Multi Muay Thai, yeah. Multi-time, yeah, so, multi-time champion. Um, yeah. I, I, you can't look at the credentials and say that they're, they're equal strikers, right? I, no. I, I, don't, I just don't think that's a fair assessment. But I do think Megan Anderson is long enough, and if she uses her length to, like, and stays on the outside and does what Paula Costa wanted to do to Israel Adesanya, uh, she has yeah. a fair, fair chance of, of victory in this fight. But the easy pick here is Amanda Nunes. If you want, you know, to make very little money, but easy money. Uh, you pick Nunez in this fight for sure. For sure. I'm just gonna lead right into the main event. There's no, there's no other got, fights. Good thing. I'm, no, no, I'm just gonna say that I picked John, John, Blagovich. That's who I'm picking. I, I'm not. I don't have to defend it, right? I can make all the best arguments, but no one wants to hear what I have to say on this. Right. I can make the the best argument. The best argument is, I think that Jan will make the smart man's move. Like, hmm, how has everyone else gotten knocked out fighting Israel? Headhunting. Everyone else has been trying to hurt this dude to the head. I'm gonna hurt him to the body. Here's... If I was, if I was John, I'd be trying to punch. Here's something you need to know: if you punch someone in the chest, they're going to feel that. <laughs> Stop headhunting this dude and start tearing up his body. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever. Um, uh, Whitaker, Whitaker has that opportunity. Whitaker never really got started in that fight though. Um, yeah. before he got knocked out twice. Uh, which is. Is that the only thing that's ever happened? Is a uh, one one fighter's gotten knocked out twice in the same fight? Um, you know what? That's a good stat. I will look it up and put it in the comments. But the fact that Izzy <laughs> said that is mad funny and disrespectful at the same well, time. Well, he did. Though. It's I, I've said I've said it's that since true. that fight happened. He got knocked out yeah. at the end of the first round. Got saved by the bell. Sat up in the corner. Yeah. Don't know how the fuck they let him go back out. And they got knocked <laughs> out very shortly after that. Uh, I Poor also guy. pick Jan Blahovich. 
Uh, not because yeah. I don't think Israel Adestrania is a great striker. I I think he's a very Amazing. very he's a very very good kickboxer. But you're also fighting another kickboxer who is a natural to, who's not even really a natural two hundred five er. He's probably a two twenty five er, right? If we're yeah. if we're gonna be fair, is that cruiserweight two twenty five is cruiserweight? Um, yeah. if if two twenty five was a division in the UFC, Jan Blahovich would be the champion of that division. Uh, if John skipped it, um, I think. Blahovich has the clear path of victory here. Izzy's coming in. He's going to be fight night. He's going to be maybe 205 pounds on fight night, right? He weighed in at 200 even. I don't know if he gains much more weight than that. He doesn't cut to get to 85. He cuts very little weight to get to 85. Where Blahovich, this is the story for me, where Blahovich is going to be, what, 235 pounds on fight night? Time he rehydrates, he'll probably be like 225 or something like that. Let's say 230. He's going to outweigh Israel Adesanya by 30 pounds. If this fight goes to a clinch, in the same way you think Megan Anderson could beat Nunes, if this fight goes to a clinch, Adesanya is going to get bullied in a clinch, being down 30 pounds to a guy who is who is fighting at potentially his natural weight, where you're fighting up a weight class. Wait, let me correct that before someone comes at me in the comments. Uh, when he rehydrates, he'll probably be closer to 220. 215, 220. I can't, I'm not going to say he's going to make it all the way back up to 230. That was an idiotic statement. I retract that instantly. He's going to be, okay, but... be 20 pounds heavier, right? Yeah, he's gonna, There's he's a gonna, reason yeah. when you weigh 20 pounds more than a person in the UFC, they generally don't let you fight. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I agree with that. I agree with the assessment of, of the clinch and stuff like that. I am telling you 100%, man. In fact, I wish we could get light on here right now and just ask him, is he do not headhunt for him because it's it's a matter of like that's games, fair right but if, yeah. so he, if he goes in with the dom reyes the same game plan as he had for dominic reyes he wins this fight fairly easily he 100%. destroyed he cruises, he cruises yeah. the victory he cruises the victory all right buddy he cruises the victory if he goes in with that same if that same strategy but it's got to be to sound like a nursery rhyme it's got to be legs shoulders body because yeah. that lean that link so let me just tell you that my thinking on this is he's knocked two people out the same exact way with a lean back check hook stop giving him the ability to do that and just take that away from him by going for the part of the body center mass that's always going to be there for the target sure if he's moving around give him a good leg kick we haven't seen the type of footwork from izzy where you're like oh man this guy's so evasive but we have seen him stand plant his feet lean back catch him with a hook Catch you with he, a cross. he does the same thing Connor does to avoid shots where he fights he fights you where his his uh, head is leaned back and his hips are planted a little bit forward where he seems back way farther than he actually is and if you throw yeah. a, a leg kick a body kick at that time you're gonna catch him and he's not gonna be able to move um yeah the, his accuracy so he's got he's kind of like a threefold problem his accuracy is a problem his ability to strike moving backwards is a real problem true. and He's really quick, and it doesn't look like he's as quick as uh, as you would think he is. But he can get he's his fast. leg off the ground. He's he can get his fast. leg off the ground fairly quick. Jan is not as quick, right? Correct. Jan is not. He's not as accurate, but he's powerful, and I think he has what it takes to hurt him to the body, dude. Th- th- you've seen this a hundred times in boxing and a hundred times in legendary kickboxing matches. The only way to beat someone who's that efficient, who's that technical, mm-hmm. is you have to not fight his game you have to hurt him to the body when joe lewis went to go fight muhammad ali 
He was like, I gotta get him to the body. True. I gotta, I gotta get him fighting in a way that makes him feel uncomfortable. Everyone has done the same thing and has gotten the same exact result fighting Israel Adesanya. Do not charge that man. I think Jan's gonna do that. You're absolutely correct. If he goes into if the same guy who shows up and humiliated Dominic Reyes shows up tomorrow night, Izzy's getting knocked out. And I'm standing okay. by that. Okay, knockout's a little bit hard for me. Um, uh, a, a TKO might be a little bit different, right? So I'd say same thing, but different, right? Um, I, I think it's a little bit different. But I, I do think that Blahovich is probably the most power he's ever seen um, in a fight. Speaking of Israel Adesanya here, uh, and I do think he's probably the the most the the guy with the most reach. To be fair, Israel Adesanya is still the taller man here, right? Yeah. Very very small margin again. I think it's a slight reach advantage, but I don't. Man, I really don't know if being down 20, 25 pounds it really allows you to to win this fight. Right? Does speed beat power? Ultimately, most of the time it does. Yeah. I, <laughs> most of the time, I, most of the time it does. But the times that it doesn't, it's devastating. It looks- yeah, it looks really, really Yeah, bad. but he's fifteen percent faster, but twenty five percent down in power. You know, you do the math here, it's pretty it's it's pretty clear that the that the powerful guy is gonna win. Yeah, right. You gotta you gotta make sure to put the triangle in the middle. But here's the thing, right? It's gonna be an amazing fight. Now let me tell you how Israel beats Jan. And it's not just a check hook. I think that we're gonna see a lot of jabs tomorrow. I think we're gonna see a lot of lateral movement. Um I also believe that we're gonna see the front teeth. A lot, and I'll explain that he's want to. He's going to want to keep Jan as far back as possible, sure. and Jan does have the uh, kind of the berserker style sometimes when he's not in his controlled frame. But that front kick can be devastating because he can push it out there and then bring it over the top, which Izzy has the dexterity to do. Yeah. He could literally fake it and just keep hitting him with that. And even if he can't knock Jan out, I think he has the ability to bust him up. I also think we're going to see from Izzy. I think we're going to see a lot more knees. He's going to have to create space every time they do clinch up, and we're going to see knees, like one to two knees every clinch, more than likely. I can see it. I, I definitely I, – I, I don't disagree. I think this is a, a fairly close fight. Uh, I, I, Again, we've already said we take we take Jan in this one, but – Go on Jan, baby. I, I don't see – again, Izzy wins. I, I don't hate it. No. No, you, I mean, you got to respect him for coming up. But – uh. What do you do? So Izzy wins. If Izzy beats him, so now we got a really weird situation in light heavyweight because he is he going to be a dual champion? Because as of right now, only Amanda Nunez actively defends two belts. He's, she's Daniel the only Cormier. person to ever actively defend two belts. I think Daniel Cormier, no, he lost a belt when he fought Derek Lewis. He didn't have light heavyweight anymore. That's right. right. So she's the only one. He, he lost it by then, right? He had lost he had, the light heavyweight. Uh, I think he had given it up. I, I think he had decided yeah. that. he did, So he went up to heavyweight and didn't want to cut anymore. Um, Connor never defended a belt ever, so he he had maybe the first person to ever do it, hold them simultaneously, but never defended a belt. Um, yeah, so so it's just Amanda Nunez at this point who's defended actively, who's ever actively defended two belts. Um, so you got an interesting situation with Israel. Is he the type of guy where I think he would try to defend two two belts? Absolutely, I don't think there's any punk or quit in this kid's heart at all. Obviously, Uh, 20 and 0, there's not, there's none. The real problem becomes. If John wins at heavyweight and then decides, like, hey, I don't, I don't mind killing myself to get back down and to get my hands on this kid, mm-hmm. that belt goes right back to where it belongs. Have you seen John? 
That man's a monster. I'm dude. not sure you. I'm not sure that weight that he put on comes back off easily. Dude, if they give him if they give him three months out to get down to kill Israel Adesanya, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think, think that John, happens. I, I really, I really, really don't. Uh, I it, the way that John, so John is doing the thing that we've talked about in the past on the channel, uh, and we talked. Right. He's doing it right. He's doing yeah. it. You know, uh, uh, he wants to go to heavyweight at this point, and it's very clear because he's packing on muscle yeah. instead of just not cutting weight, right? And, at, and, and, and what did I tell you? He's also staying limber. He's not allowing himself to put on weight that's going to be useless. Like, he's right. still training his kicks. His dexterity looks good. Just want to throw that out. No, he looks good. No, he, he looks fantastic, right? Um, we'll have to see him in there against someone else as a heavyweight uh, yeah. to really determine how, how great he looks. He's he's the he's the goat, right? Like it's hard to look at him and go, well, maybe it's it's like a yeah, he's going to be very good at what he does. Um, yeah, but Izzy is doing the not cutting weight thing. Yeah, so it's a question of, you know, it's dangerous to not cut weight. It's dangerous to be potentially twenty twenty to thirty pounds under your opponent on fight yeah. night. That is very very dangerous, and it is also. Yeah. You know, it's also questionable to go, okay, well, I actually only wanted to do this to prove something to someone else, and then I'm going to go back down to my actual weight. Because then you have a built-in excuse to that. And people, when they tend to have a built-in excuse, if it's not going their way, will give up. And I'm not saying Izzy will. I don't think, I think Izzy's way too prideful for that. I think he's, he's way too of a fighter's fighter to ever have a, have give up in him. But it does give you that, that added layer of protection of well you know i wasn't taking it very seriously i was just going up messing around and uh thought i could beat this guy and didn't you know yeah see and you know what i hate when people do that man and it's a thing they do do it it is the excuse in the back pocket here's the thing right about israel and this entire adventure right if mma wants to be taken serious or i won't even say mma if MMA fighters want to be taken serious as two weight title champions, if they really want that respect that they see that boxers get from going up, you got to do it the way that they do it. This can't just be something where it's just like, you know, the WWE, I think the UFC and I'll include Bellator in this as well, need to start moving away from that model. You are either going to take the final steps into official combat sports pound for pound rankings and pound for pound considerations or you're not because if he goes up and he does this and then it's just like oh you know i just did it to see what would happen well screw you man because you just just, ruined that division yeah you just threw the division in (laughs) in the tanker and then you know what now i want to see you fight old man fucking glover Teixeira. not because he's an old man but because now i I want to see you fight someone that's Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We want to <laughs> exactly. see you. So we want to see you fight someone with a legitimate chance at submitting you. And I don't think he's ever fought anybody with that that has ever used yeah. it. Right. Uh, in oh. theory, Yoel uh, Romero has a legitimate chance to submit you, but I, he's never wrestled in a fight ever outside of Olympic <laughs> wrestling. Um, he just flies across the ring. <laughs> that's all, that's levitates all even. Um, <laughs> It's it's I want to see that's the exact point. I want to see him not even a Dominic Reyes because Dominic Reyes, in my opinion, yeah. I'm looking at this guy. Yeah. He's like, you know, this guy's clearly a heavyweight. I don't know if anyone to, like, is he. I don't know. He looks like a heavyweight to me. Maybe not. Maybe not. But I don't think it's a good fight. Actually, I would have Izzy winning that fight as well. But put him up against someone like Glover. Did, put him up against someone. Didn't Dominic Reyes fight at 85? 
No, he's always been a light heavyweight. Did he fight at 185? No, Chris Weidman came up from 185 to fight him. No, Chris. Uh, mm, yes, Chris Weidman sorry, came up from light I, heavyweight. I, I immediately thought of uh, Luke Rockhold. <laughs> oh, that poor bastard. Hey, him and Michael Bisping look like they squashed a beef. But again, if they want to step into this realm for pound for pound rankings yeah, and uh, he's always been a light heavyweight. You're right. Uh, he needs to. Uh, if he wins this belt, he needs to defend it. Now he doesn't need to do shit. I say, but he need. I'm my thinking. He needs to defend it at least once at light heavyweight and give it. I think the old man is up next, and they should give it to him. And it's just dangerous That's enough a bad to fight. fight. <laughs> That's a bad fight for Izzy, man. That is a really, really bad fight for Izzy. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really have much this else. Be a, I, I am very. This is gonna be amazing. It's it's, it's gonna be amazing, folks. Folks, we're, we're going to kill it early to keep our excitement. And also because Zach does the uh, the rendering and the editing on this, we're going to make this a, an easy one. But I'm just going to say this here right now. If Jan wins, all you Izzy fanboys, don't show up to the forums the next day talking about, well, you know, it was a weight advantage. And uh, we kind of all saw this coming because you didn't say that. Not one of you Israel shills has said that you've all said the same thing. You're basically thinking this man is showing up to get murdered tomorrow. Yeah, like yeah. he's signed the contract and he's just like, Dude, just hit me. Yeah. It me seems like a lot of people think that Blahovich has signed his own death warrant and that, that couldn't be farther from the truth. In, no, he, in he my could opinion. get murdered. He could get murdered in there. Full disclaimer. Well, is he he could. could, he could, but I don't, <laughs> I don't see it going the Paulo Costa way. Oh, Paulo Costa was drunk, though. How dare you disparage his name? I I apologize. He he beat the likes of uh... <laughs> Uriah Hall, Johnny Hendricks. <laughs> uh, that one guy. You know who else is coming up in the middleweight division? I, I don't do this to disparage the guy's name, but last thing I have to say, Israel is going to have to go back down and obviously deal with Robert Whitaker. He's also going to have to go back and deal with that madman, that Italian kid. They fought once before, and it was a, a close decision. I forget the kid's name, but he is. He wants to he's, fight. He wants to fight Darren Till, and I feel like that's such a shitty thing to say. Yeah, Marvin, no, Marvin Vittori, who's who you're thinking of? Yes, um, yes. But what what do you have to gain from fighting Darren Till? Darren well, Till is not on the same level, I think, as as Israel Adesanya. Wait, the Italian kid wants to fight Darren Till? No. Israel Adesanya oh, yeah, wants, to, wants to fight Darren Till. So that whole thing started with when everyone still thought Darren Till was like a high, and he is. He's a high level slick striker. You cannot sure. deny that. Uh, that fight against Masvidal, I'm sure his striking coaches were upset with him because he lost that fight going in brawling with Masvidal. He could have just stood back and kept clipping Masvidal sure. and just won that fight easily. For some reason, you know, he's a fighter, but I don't. I don't know why everyone wants to see this fight. Apparently, these two got a bromance going on. They DM each other all the time, and they they really respect each other, and they they really want to fight each other. So, uh, happens. I want to pay it happens. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay for it. Um, and I, I but it, it happens. But yeah, uh, I think that's gonna be it for the show. Steve, you wanna take us out? Folks, thanks for tuning in to another Talking with a Dad. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this video. Go check us out on our social media platforms, IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, the Discord link is in there. Jump in there. Conversate with us sometimes. Come hang out. Peace.